God bless you. Uh, thank God for another day. Thank God for the uh, opportunity to look into his word again on today. Let me pray first. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you because you are God beside you. There's no other God. God, we ask that you will enlighten us, God. Give us revelation, knowledge. Lord, open our understanding. Help us, God. Deliver us through your word. Your body. The word says we are clean through the word. Lord, clean our hearts. Clean our spirits. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. I just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, something that was interesting that I saw. A uh, young man was uh, speaking, uh, I guess, a word to a friend. And in speaking the word to the friend, he was, you know, quoting scriptures and, and you know, giving an uh, example of passage in the Bible that he was using, I guess, to prove his point. While he was doing that, he cursed. And, I mean, I heard it plain as day. I played it back again just to make sure, and yeah, he, he cursed. And it shocked me a little bit because I'm like, okay, I was following you, and, you know, I thought you were ministering, and the next thing I know, bam. So it, it, it was an eye-opener because I know for a fact that God delivers us from that type of behavior, that language. Uh, he delivered me from it, and and. If he can do it for me, he can do it for anybody else. Um, there are uh, many professing believers out here who continue to use this language, and they don't think it's anything wrong with it. They don't think it's any big deal. Um, oh, well, you know, uh, he said, oh, well, God will forgive me for it, which is true, but we should want to be delivered free from uh, sin, not necessarily being, you know, we use grace. Well, you know, grace covers this, and, and, and the Bible says love covers the most to the sins, but God is a deliverer just the same, and He wants us to go from glory to glory and from strength to strength. He wants us to improve. He wants us to learn to walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That is the lust of the flesh to to feel the need to, to curse people. And then he even tried to tell me that cussing and cursing were two separate things, which according to the definition, they are one and the same. Uh, cussing, cursing, however you want to pray. In Chicago, we call it cussing because we country like that but it's the same thing. There's no difference in using that type of language. So I wanna look at the word, uh, the Bible says, Matthew 5 and 22, that your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Now, again, mind you, there are so many ministers, pastors, prophets in the pulpit, cursing people out, I mean, flat out, cursing people out, using all kinds of words. Uh, there was another young lady, you know, ministering. I, 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 that's what it looked like. And next thing I know, she, she's calling people the, the B word. And I'm like, how does this go together for you? How does this fit together for you? You know, you, you, you saying 
one thing, you blessing on one side and you cursing on the other side. That is a contradiction, but people don't seem to see it. Um, use an example of Ephesians 5, chapter 5, 3 and 4 says, but among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. So obscenity would be uh, a foul language. Let's go to James, third chapter, 10 and 11. The Bible says, out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? So the Bible is clearly saying here, this is a contradiction. You should not be able to do both. Another example, and many people do it because it seems to be triggered by anger. Once they get angry, the words just start coming out, coming out. But they couldn't come out if they were not in you. I don't care how angry you get. If it's not in you, it's not going to come out of you. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if that perverse language was not in your heart, it wouldn't come out of your mouth. I don't care how angry you get. The Bible said be angry and sin not. Meaning it's okay to get mad. But what you allow that anger to make you do could be sin. Let's look at this is Matthew 26 chapter 73 and 74. After a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, Surely you are one of them. Your accent gives you away. Then he began to call down, curse, and be, he swore to them. I don't know the man immediately and the rooster crowed. So here we have Peter when he denied Jesus. Jesus told Peter, you'll deny me three times before the cock crows. And they kept kind of going at him saying, hey, weren't you with him? Yeah, I, I remember, you know, you were with him until the last time they said, you, you talk like him. Your speech is giving you away, the way you speak. So he literally changed the way he spoke and began to curse and use language that was the opposite the complete contrast to what he had been speaking to convince them he really did not know Jesus and he was not with him. So that alone should let you know that there's something wrong with it. It's not right. It's not acceptable to God. Usually it's triggered by anger, but some people, it, it literally can become a habit. I know when I used to do it, it had become a habit. 
I used to hang out with this girl who fluently cursed all the time. And because I started running around eating lunch with her and you know, we worked the same job, the next thing I knew, I heard myself one day and these words was just flowing. And I'm like, is that me talking like that? Because I always felt like it was unladylike for a woman to even use that language. But because I was hanging around this, this young lady and, and it was fluent in her. It just all day, every day. She didn't have to be angry. It was a habit. And because of that, the Bible said, you know, evil communications corrupt good manners. Who you hang out with can be an influence on you. And I was literally being influenced and didn't recognize it until one day I heard myself and how terrible I sounded. And I really was, I couldn't believe it. And I said, I, 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 I can't go around talking like this. I was not even saved, to be honest with you, when I, when I said it. But I just always felt like it's not ladylike it, 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 for a woman to talk that way. And that was just my own, you know, conviction. But still, we have the Bible here declaring that these things are not godly. It's not a godly uh, language. And to bless and curse at the same time is a contradiction. I remember seeing uh, someone put a post that said, you know, I pray for you people. And then whoever the people were that they were referring to, they turned around and called them some names and and I'm like, if you're going to talk to me like that, then don't pray for me. Don't pray for me. Keep your prayer to yourself. Thank you, but no thank you. Because if you're going to talk to me like that, don't tell me you love me. Don't tell me you're praying for me. It's impossible. So you... you We have to be careful about bringing a reproach on the name of God. And anytime, you know, you're, you're declaring the word of God and you're cursing at the same time and saying all kind of filthy words and, and negative words, it's something wrong with that. That's, that is not of God. And I know people want, ah, you know, you holier than thou. I ain't holier than nothing. I'm just trying to tell you the truth. That is not of God. You can be delivered from that completely and it won't even come out of you because it won't be in you anymore the holy ghost gets rid of all of that stuff if you let him if we let him he'll go in and clean house and a lot of the stuff we used to do we won't do anymore i know we preach grace and grace is wonderful but paul said i do not frustrate the grace of god i'm not going to take the grace of god for granted i'm not going to keep on doing the same old thing and, and then keep running back to God saying, I'm sorry, knowing full well, I'm not sorry, and I'm going to do it again tomorrow. Repentance is godly sorrow, meaning I'm, I see it. I see what it is. I see what it's doing to me. I see it's offending God. I do not want to offend God, so therefore I am not going to do it anymore. And God, if I make the decision not to do it anymore and I'm weak in the flesh or I've opened myself up to something that I am uh, uh, pulled on by, 
then I need you to give me the strength to stand on what I said and stop doing it. And every time you get the urge to do it, pray, ask for strength, and God will give you strength. He's a present help in the time of trouble. The Bible says, come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain favor in the time of need. So we can go to him, cast our cares on him, for he cares for us. The Bible said we have not a high priest that cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. In other words, he understands how we feel. He understands the struggle. And Jesus, he condemned sin in the flesh. So he already won the battle. All we have to do is give our wills to him and allow him to live it through us. He already lived the life. He already conquered flesh. And if we let this man be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus, then we'll learn how to conquer the flesh too. Because we'll walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And people think, oh, well, that's just too deep. It's not deep. That's the gospel. That's the word of God. That's the power of God. After that, the Holy Ghost will come upon you. You shall receive power. Power to do what? Power to live right. Power to stop cussing. Power to stop fornicating. Power to stop lying. Power to stop cheating. Power to tell the devil no. That's a real reality. But if we listen to some of the people that's teaching this stuff nowadays... Ain't nobody live saved. Ain't nobody right. Ain't nobody straight. Ain't nobody walking in the spirit. Everybody hooking and crooking and, and, and dipping and dabbing. And that's not true. Everybody's not. And then if you say you're not, you get jumped on. You get attacked. Who you think you are? Why are you judging people? You know better than nobody else. You holier than now. No, I'm just living saved for real. I'm doing what the books say. In the strength of Jesus, he give me the power to do it. That's it. But you get attacked because people in their heart know they really don't want to do it. They really don't want to do what's right. But instead of admitting that, they attack you. Because you're like a mirror showing them they self. Because if you speak the word, the word is like a mirror. And it will convict and it will show you yourself. And they say, only God can judge me, which is true. But Jesus said, if I judge, my judgment is righteous. Meaning, I'm judging right because I'm not doing what I'm telling you you shouldn't be doing. Bible said judge not lest ye be judged the same judgment you measure to others is going to be met to you so if I had a ruler and I'm on notch number five over here and you are you know way back maybe notch number three then if I say, hey, you know, the word of God says this and, you know, you might want to stop doing that or you might want to, you know what I mean? I'm not judging you. The Bible said mercy triumphs over judgment. 
I'm, I'm having mercy and I'm trying to help. Now, there's a difference in somebody having mercy trying to help you and somebody that's just pointing their finger at you. And you can kind of tell the difference. But some of these people, you can't tell them nothing. Whether it's in love, mercy, you can't say nothing to them about their sin. Don't touch my sin. Don't say nothing about me because you ain't my judge and only God can judge me. But God sends people to us out of mercy to show us our sins. The Bible said, cry loud and spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Show men and women their sins and their transgressions. How are we going to do that if nobody can say anything to anybody without being accused of being judgmental? And only God can judge you is true. But God's judgment is final. Do you really want God to judge you and that be the end? Or would you rather he have mercy and send somebody like he did David? He sent Samuel and said, hey, you need to get this right because I saw what you did. And allow you a chance to repent. Or would you rather God just lower the boom and say, okay, I got to deal with this now. You're done. I would rather have the mercy. But people nowadays, you, you, you can't say nothing to them. You can't. And if, if, if the ruler were here and now you're on number five and I'm on number four, then I have no business trying to tell you anything. I need to get to number five, too. The same judgment you meet should be met to you. I'm being measured by the same measurement that I measure you at. So if you at five and I'm at four, then I need to be trying to get where you are, not trying to tell you what to do or, or that you need to do better. But if I, if I have developed enough and exceeded five and went to six or seven then I can reach back and help you to get to six or seven because you still at five that's not judgment that's helping people but you can't help nobody because folks don't want you to tell them tell you tell them about their sin leave me and my sin alone don't say nothing about it and they throw that don't judge me in there to shut you down because it's a guilt thing make you feel guilty about saying anything to me, I'm gonna call you, I'm gonna say you being judgmental. But you need to be careful with that. Because if a person comes to you and they're just declaring the word, that's the word convicting you, not that person. And when you reject what they're saying, you're rejecting God, not that person. You're rejecting what, what God have established. So don't find yourself fighting against God, trying to fight against people simply because you don't want nobody to say something to you about what you're doing. It's just the grace and mercy of God that somebody even care enough to say something. And that's not a judgment. He told the Pharisees, you know, you, you, you judge these people and you tell these people to do things that you won't even do yourself. See, I'm judging wrong if I'm telling you to do something that I won't even do. Then I'm going to be condemned too. Because I'm a hypocrite. 
I ain't even doing it, but I'm telling you, you ought to do it. That's the judgment that shouldn't be happening. But the merciful judgment, when you're trying to help somebody, you should be glad if somebody do it instead of attacking them. Because God will send someone to you. He used people to let you know, hey, this right here going to get you in trouble. Warning come before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. It's pride to say, don't tell, talk to me. Don't tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. You ain't no better than me. And nobody's trying to be better than anybody. That's not even what it's about. It's about trying to help somebody. If you see somebody in a burning building and you can actually get them out and you just stand there and let them burn. You're going to pay for that. If you see somebody going down the wrong road or you know at the end of that road, the road is, disappears and you see them and you don't stop them and say, hey, there's no more road after this point. And you just let them go on off and die. You're going to pay for that. The Bible said if we don't warn them, the blood will be on our hands. So it's a fine line between judgment and having mercy, trying to help somebody. But we got to be able to know the difference. You're doing it because you love them or you're doing it because you feel like you're better. And most people are jumping on the bandwagon of, oh, well, you just feel like you're better, even if you're not doing it for that reason. There are people that accuse you of judging them and you haven't even opened your mouth. You're just there. They're convicted. And you didn't even say anything. So some people are convicted automatically. And in order to, to ease their conscience, they start lashing out at somebody else instead of dealing with themselves. But all of this cursing folks out, I don't know what Bible that's coming out of, but it ain't the one I read. The one I read says that that language is not acceptable. It's, it's, it's not holy, it's ungodly. And Peter showed us it was because he was following Jesus up until they almost caught him and he thought he was going to get in trouble. And then all of a sudden, he flipped the script and starts talking, hey, I ain't with him. I'm, 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 I'm with y'all. I'm something else. Yeah, you hear what I'm, how I'm talking? So that lets you see the contrast. They're opposites. They don't go together. And they shouldn't be coming out the same mouth. I can't help it if you don't like it. It's the truth. Talk to you next time.